I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear man. I've breathed the mountain air, man. This is The Road Less Travel, presented by Nikki Shay. G'day everyone, welcome to this week's edition of the Road Less Travelled Podcast. It's Nikki Shea back in the seat with you this week. A big thank you to those people who have interacted with the show and given us plenty of support along the way. We appreciate it. And of course you can interact with us at any time via Facebook, Instagram and also via SMS too. You can drop me an SMS or if you want to give me a phone call, no problem, on 042 Seven five two eight four six seven. Follow the Roadless Travel Podcast as I mentioned on Instagram. With the Roadless Travel Podcast twenty twenty one is the handle where you can find us at, and of course checking out Facebook. And we will be updating our YouTube not too far away as well. You can check out what we're doing behind the scenes with Fat Cat Media on our website fatcatmedia.com.au and there you can also follow that particular program, Fat Cat Media, on Instagram and Facebook too. This week, in leading on with what we were talking about in previous episodes up around the north of uh, Australia, and in particular Darwin, we shoot across now to Broome in Western Australia. And we'll talk about a little bit of other trips that we've done between Darwin and Broome. But in this particular episode this week, it's Broome in Western Australia. You can find out more about Broome by heading to visitbroom.com.au. They have a fantastic visitor centre in Broome as well. And uh, you can do all your planning from your laptop at home uh, in regards to heading up towards Broome. There's plenty of options by uh, jumping onto that website, as I mentioned. And at Broome, well, the Broome Visitor Centre in particular, they're really there to help you plan what will be an unforgettable holiday or trip in Broome. And when you come and explore Broome in Australia's northwest, you can enjoy a, a real variety of Broome tours and experiences. So for many of you, it might be a little bit difficult and hard to know where to start when you intend on planning a trip to or in Broome. So the Visitor Centre are there to provide advice and assist you on how to book rather your Broome tours. They share, too, the local secrets and interesting and unique things to do uh, in in Chinatown, Cable Beach, the Dampier Peninsula, Broome and beyond. And you can discover Broome's culture, the history, Aboriginal tours. There's indulgence in some retail therapy for those as well. And you can do that also at their pearl and jewellery showroom. There's art galleries, enjoy dining out at the various Broome restaurants. So whether you're looking for relaxation or indulgence or both, maybe an adventure and excitement, it's all here. Just don't tick Broome off the bucket list just yet. You've got to come back again and again and then you're beginning to feel a lot like a local. As I said earlier, the Broome Visitors Centre, well, that represents over 300 local members and they've been providing booking services to the visitors to Broome for over 45 years and they have really friendly staff with, of course, local knowledge experience and they offer free booking services and they all can also can plan your itinerary as well. So plenty of ideas. As I mentioned, it's visitbroome.com.au. Please check it out. It's a, a wealthy, more wealthy, It's a website full of wealth and knowledge and I certainly recommend that you check that out if you're intending to come to Broome. And like with all our destinations that we visit, I really encourage you to spend a lot of time rather than just sort of fleeting through or whisking through these towns. It's an ideal opportunity if you do have the time, plan ahead and allow a a decent amount of time to to, uh, explore and really enjoy the locations that we bring you. Broome is a coastal pearling and tourist town in the Kimberley region of Western Australia. It's about 1,680 kilometres north of Perth. Uh, The estimated urban population uh, is about 15,000. It is the largest town in the Kimberley region of Western Australia. 
And Broome is located on WA's tropical Kimberley coast, on really on the edge in Hidgin, the eastern edge of the Indian Ocean. And being situated on a north-south peninsula, Broome has water on both sides of the town. So on the eastern shore are the waters of Roebuck Bay, which extend from the main jetty of Port Drive to Sandy Point west of Thangu Station. Town Beach is part of the shoreline and it's really popular with visitors on the eastern end of the town. It is the site of the staircase to the moon where a receding tide and a rising moon combine to create an absolutely stunning natural phenomenon. On staircase to the moon nights, uh, a food and craft market operates on Town Beach. Certainly well worth putting on your agenda if you're there at that time. Roebuck Bay is of international importance for the millions of migrating waders or shorebirds that use it seasonally on migration through Eastern Asia. Uh, They call it the East Asian Australasian Flyway from their breeding grounds in Northern Asia. They feed on the extensive interdertial mudflaps and roost at high tide in the red sand sand beaches of the bay. And they can be seen in the largest numbers in summer, but many of the younger birds remain throughout the first and second years of their lives. Introducing, of course, the Broom Bird Observatory, which is sited in Pindan Woodland, close to the northern shore of Roebuck Bay. This was established by Birds Australia back in 1988 and formally opened in 1990. The purpose of the observatory is to, of course, study birds, learn how to protect them and also educate the public about them. A mixed black flying fox and the little red flying fox colony of about 50,000 megabats lives all year round in mangroves next to, the, next to the Broome Township's small streeters jetty. They chatter and they socialise loudly before flying out at dusk every evening. It's fantastic to watch them and actually listen to them. Now the bats are keen pollinators too and seed disperses for native trees and plants so they're helping the ecology along the way. And of course Broome, you would well, you have to be living under a rock not to have heard of about Cable Beach. Named for the Java to Australia undersea telegraph cable that reaches shore there, Cable Beach is situated seven kilometres from town along a bitumen road. The beach itself, well, it is 22.5 kilometres long with absolutely crystal white sand washed by the tides that can reach over nine metres. Located directly east of Cable Beach over the dunes is Minia Park, a coastal reserve administered by a collaboration between the Shire of Broome and the Yawari people. So speaking of the Yawari people, the history of Broome, situated on the traditional lands of the Yawi people, it's often mistakenly thought that the first European to visit Broome was William Dampier in 1688, but he only visited the north of what was later named the Dampier Peninsula. In 1699, it's amazing, it's 1699, he explored the coast from Shark Bay to Lagrange Bay from where he headed north, leaving the Australian coast. Many of the coastal features of the area were later named for him, and in 1879, Charles Harper proposed the formation of a government station at the Roebuck Bay Pastoral and Agricultural Association site at Cape Villat, at the south end of Roebuck Bay, and this was to provide facilities for the extension of the pearl shell fishery and to form a port and base for operations for intending uh, pastoral and agricultural settlers. So in 1883, John Forrest, he chose the site for the town, and it is named after Sir Frederick Broom, who was the governor of WA from 1883 to 1889. 
And it was in the 1880s, that was when the commencement of Broome's famous pearling industry, which initially involved slavery and indentured labour. Pearl diving being, of course, an occupation reserved for specific ethnic groups, most prominently at that time from Japan and followed by other Asian countries. This led to numerous racially motivated conflicts, most notably the 1920 race riots between Japanese and Malay residents, resulting in eight deaths and at least 60 injuries. The Broom community came to reflect the hierarchy of the pearling industry, which was based on occupation and ethnicity. White-collar occupations and positions of power were exclusively held by Europeans, and as a consequence, racial segregation was quite common in Broom up until the 1970s. In 1889, a telegraph undersea cable was laid from Broom to East Java, connecting to England, hence the name, of course, as I mentioned, Cable Beach, given to the landfall site. In 1942, actually 80 years this month, Broome was attacked by at least four times during World War II as part of the Japanese air raids on Australia. The worst attack in terms of loss of life was an air raid on the 3rd of March 1942 in which at least 86 people, mostly civilian refugees from the Dutch East Indies, were killed making it the second deadliest Japanese attack on Australia after the bombing of Darwin. 22 aircraft were destroyed, most of them the Catalina flying boats, and the remains of many which can still be seen at the harbour at low tide. You can actually do a tour out to see them too. From the 1950s to the 2000s, Broom was setting was setting rather for the novel of The Widows of Broom, his 12th novel featuring de- de- defective, Detective Inspector Napoleon Bonaparte, or Boney. Now, dinosaur footprints dated as early Cretaceous in age, which is approximately 130 million years ago. They were discovered in 30 metres, or 98 feet, out to sea at the, I think it's pronounced Ganthian Point, in the 1960s. The tracks can uh, be seen only during very, very low tide. In 1996, some of the prints were cut from the ground and stolen. They, though, have since been recovered. Some people just have no idea, do they? They're unbelievable. Broom entered into a sister city agreement with Tajai in Japan in 1981 as historic ties between the two towns date back to the early 1900s when Japan became instrumental in laying the groundwork for Broom's pearling industry. The annual dolphin hunt in Tajali was the subject of the 2009 documentary The Cove and that sparked unanimous decision by Broom's council at the time to end the relationship if the dolphin hunt was to continue and that decision was reversed in October 2009. You're listening to the Road Less Travelled podcast this week. We're focusing on Broome. In 2012, the Broome community led a campaign to protest against the proposal to industrialise the James Price Point outside Broome. The campaign received ardent support from public figures such as John Butler, Missy Higgins, Claire Bowditch and the former leader of the Australian Greens, Bob Brown. A concert for the campaign was held in 2012 at Federation Square in Melbourne and was attended by approximately 6,000 people. A long-term protest camp operated at James Price Point and one of the campaign points was to protect the significant dinosaur highway of dinosaur tracks that are found in the interdigital zone outside of Broome. The campaign since has remained a diversive topic amongst locals with many blaming the no decision for the slow economic growth that characterises the region. 
Now, as I mentioned, Broome is famous for a town that has a history based around the exploits of the men and women who developed the pearling industry, starting with the harvesting of oysters for the mother of pearl in the 1880s to the large present-day cultured pearl farming enterprises. At first, Indigenous people, especially women and girls, were forced to dive for pearls by European pearlers and many died working in the industry. Report of abuses in the early days of pearling led to legislation in 1871 and 1875 regulating native labour and prohibiting the use of women as divers. Asians, especially Japanese, excelled at pearl diving, with many many of them becoming valued citizens of the town. Indeed, many people with Japanese names absolutely thrive in the community. Now, pearling, of course, was a dangerous and sometimes deadly occupation, and the town's Japanese cemetery is the resting place of over 919 Japanese divers who lost their lives working in the industry. Each year, Broome celebrates the fusion of different cultures brought about by the pearling industry in an annual cultural festival called, I think it's called Shinshu Matsu, which is Japanese for Festival of the Pearl. In the early 2000s, the Shire of Broome and Kimberley commissioned a memorial to the Indigenous female pearl divers. In April 2019, the skeletons of 14 of the local Indigenous people, which had then been sold to a wealthy, rather, they were sold by a wealthy pearl broomer to a museum in Dresden in 1894, they were brought home and those remains have been stored um, they were stored at the Museum of Ethnology in Leipzig. They showed signs of head wounds and malnutrition, a reflection of the poor conditions endured by Aboriginal people forced to work in the pearling boats. And in late 2019, those remains were being stored in Perth until the facilities have been built to accommodate them in uh, Broome itself. So that'll be a very interesting uh, thing to, to look at when that exhibition and um, premises actually open. The climate of Broome, semi-hot arid climate being a little too dry to be sort of classified as the tropical savannah climate climate, and like most parts of the Australian topics, two seasons, a dry season and a wet season. The dry is from April to November with nearly every day clear, maximum temperatures around 30 degrees. The wet season extends from December to March with maximum temperatures around 35 degrees and also has rather erratic tropical downpours and high humidity. Broome's annual rainfall average is 615 millimetres, 75%, which falls from January to March. And Broome observes an average of 48.4 days a year, that record measurable rain. And according to the local Indigenous calendar, there are six seasons. Six seasons, rather. Broome, too, susceptible to tropical cyclones in the area that it is. And these, along with the equally unpredictable nature of thunderstorms in summer, play a large part in the erratic nature of the rainfall. And um, I tell you, it gets very warm in Broome, so just be prepared if you're going up there in the in the warmer time of year. Obviously, uh, December to March, she gets a bit warm. Sometimes I think hottest days around about 42, uh, but average they say average around about 33 to 35 degrees. When we come back on the Road Less Travel podcast with me, Nikki Shea, we're going to have a look at some of the things you can do in and around Broome in Western Australia. Stay with us, back with more of the Road Less Travel podcast in just a moment. The Road Less Travel podcast is a proudly Australian, fiercely independent podcast, hosted and produced by me, Nikki Shea, for Fat Cat Media. We receive no corporate payments, which means we rely on self-sufficient financial support. 
If you can and are able to, we would love you to support us via Patreon. Listen to the Road Less Travel podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the Road Less Travel podcast with me, Nikki Shea. We're talking this week about Broome in Western Australia and we've given you quite an introduction into the history and a little bit of background around Broome. Now, some of the places and things that you can do in Broome. As I mentioned, Cable Beach, why not ride a camel into a Cable Beach sunset where you can join a leisurely camel caravan along Cable Beach, one of Broome's most iconic experiences. A friendly camel's back offers the perfect vantage point to snap a photo of the tangerine sunsets at Broome, and that is what Broome is famous for. You can also join a Pearl Farm guided tour where you can learn all about the industry that basically built Brome, Brome, built Broome on a guided tour of a working Pearl Farm. You can start in the hatchery, then head out on the water to see the shells growing in Willie Creek and with a visit to the jewellery showroom for the perfect evening. And you can also visit Australia's most remote brewery at Matzo's Brewery, which has been concocting unique beers for over 20 years in the historic Matzo store opposite Roebuck Bay. You can relax in the courtyard with a ginger beer or a tropical-inspired brew. Uh, and they have plenty of things from chilli beer to mango, um, mango beer and the IPA. So check them out, Matzo's Brewery. You can also meet the unique snubfin dolphin. Spotting the rare snubfin dolphin is a special experience and Broome is the best place to see them. You can head out on a morning or sunset cruise and you can also find bottlenose dolphins, turtles, dugons or even a manta ray as well. Something different, join an Indigenous cultural tour. You can join the Yarraroo Man at Bart Pigram on a walk through the area's rich mangrove ecosystem. And here we will also recount ancient Dreamtime stories and modern tales of the life of the Kimberley region as you learn about the important plants and animals on the Indigenous cultural tour. As I mentioned in the intro, the staircase to the moon. You can witness this from March to October when the moon is full and use your imagination to climb the stairs. And they say that because it's reflected actually in the mud flaps of Roebuck Bay. Nikki put a sentence together. You can take it in from the town beach where the colourful night market is held too or from the lush lawn on the um, mangrove banks as well. Staircase to the moon is absolutely fantastic. You look at the moon and you see the reflection of the moon in the water. It's just fantastic. You can also kayak with Broome's Marine Life, where you can also get a new perspective on Broome's rusty landscape when you explore it from the water. You don't need any experience necessary on this. It's a gentle paddle around the coastline. And again, you'll encounter turtles, seabirds, and sometimes manta ray, whales sometimes too. So fantastic little way to see parts of Broome. I also mentioned the dinosaur footprints. Um, You can adventure to the secluded beach to stand in, and you can. You can stand in the perfectly preserved footprints of a dinosaur fossilised actually in the rock. The 130 million year old prints of several species are here, and your guide will explain who roamed the area in that particular period, walking in the footsteps of dinosaurs. You literally do. You put your foot in the footprint. That's fantastic. You can visit Gatherings Point's Red Cliffs. It's only a short drive from Broome. It provides a stunning place to appreciate the red Pindan soils set against the striking turquoise ocean, and you can stroll the white sands of Cable Beach. And as I mentioned, oh, and also along that part too, you can see the replica of real dinosaur footprints too. Join a live aboard trip. 
to sorry, no, liverboard trip to Rowley Shoals. Off the coast of Broome lies the Rowley Shores Marine Park. There are three coral atolls rising from the depths with some of Australia's best driving, snorkeling and fishing. You can join plenty. There's plenty of trips you can join to experience the staggering marine marine life and I really encourage you to do that too. If you're feeling a bit uh, Steve Irwinish, you can meet a saltwater crocodile. Australia's north is famous for crocodiles and you can meet them in safety with the experts at Malcolm Douglas Crocodile Park. Don't miss the daily 3pm feeding session to see where these fearsome reput- where their fearsome reputation from these reptiles comes from. Absolutely fantastic. Um, plenty to see and do. Top places to eat and drink in Broome. You can just soak up the vibrant foodie scene in Broome, the pearling capital of Australia. And there's just so much to see and do in Broome. There's Kimberley Cruises, plenty of water sports and adventure. You can catch a fantastic sunset and sunrise too. Bird watching, fishing trips. If you're into your fishing, it's one of the best places to, to do a, a fantastic fishing adventure. Scenic flights, there's whale watching, all kinds of different bird watching too. Uh, join an Indigenous tour. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's just so much to see and do. And as I said in the introduction, allow yourself plenty of time. You can also do tours of the Bungle Bungle. Camel rides, boat tours, following in the dinosaurs' footprints too. Make sure that you jump onto the Broome Visitors Centre website and have a look at plenty of things that you can do. Book and all kinds of activities, um, cruising the um, Kimberley as well. There are so many to, um, tourist outlets that you can join and be a part of uh, of what Broome has to has to offer. It's uh, fantastic, and in particular, like if you were to book a, a three day, even a three day itinerary, if you have three days in Broome, and I'd really encourage you, minute that would have to be your minimum. You can explore the the real multicultural history of uh, of Broome with its exotic pearling history. You can enjoy the dramatic scenery as the red rocks of the Kimberley meet the aquamarine waters of the Indian Ocean. Um, when you immerse yourself in Australia's fascinating towns, and Broome is one of them, it's on the edge of the continent where the red earth meets the translucent coral sea. It's rich in Aboriginal, Japanese, Chinese and outback culture. And as I mentioned, you can discover those dinosaur footprints on ancient rocks, buy some of the finest pearls on the planet and learn how they're created too. Then you dip your toe in the vast Kimberley wilderness, on basically on the Broome's doorstep. So you can discover the pearling history of the tropical coastal town, take a camel ride at sunset along the white sandy beach, explore the remote Dampier Peninsula on the northwest tip of Australia. And as I said, do it in three days, 600 kilometres is the distance, In do it in your own car, set the caravan up and um, off you go. Day one, you can do like the markets, pearls and the, uh, the very long beach. Um, if time permits to, visit the historic Japanese cemetery to see over the 920 gravestones made from the colourful sandstone rocks too, which is a testament to the history of the Japanese pearlers in Broome. So if you'd start your trip in morning, adventure taking it by town or mangrove tour with Bart Pigram, as I said earlier. He's one of the local Aboriginal um, elders who does a superb job of telling the complete story of Broome. Then you can head to Pearl Luggers in an atmospheric Chinatown to learn more about the history of Broome's pearling industry. If you like what you see, head over to the Signet Bay and the Passbury showrooms to shop your favourite opals. If you're visiting over a weekend, pop by the Broome Courthouse Markets and there you can browse for handmade jewellery, clothing, other crafty creations. And if you're feeling peckish, have lunch at the Green Mango Cafe, which also serves homemade gelato, and I recommend try the local mango. Delicious. 
In the afternoon, drive 15 minutes to the Gantone Point where the red cliffs plunge into that turquoise water of the Indian Ocean in the rocky reef at low tide. As I said, you can see the dinosaur footprints that are over 130 million years old. If it's a high tide, you can look for the plaster cast of the tracks in the cliff top too. Afterwards, join a guided kayaking tour with Broom Adventure Company where you'll spot turtles, discover remote beaches. But if you'd rather stay close to land, spend the afternoon exploring that 22-kilometre long cable beach. And there, you can swim safely during the dry season, which is May to October. Whatever season though you visit, finish the day with a sunset camel trek along Camel Beach. Watch the sun sink into the ocean. It's absolutely fantastic. And have cheers to a great day over drinks and tappers at Xander's or the Sunset Bar and Grill or Cable Beach Club Resort and Spa. And that's where you'll spend the night in a sweet villa or bungalow in its tropical gardens. Day two of a three-day itinerary. Scenic views, wildlife and outdoor movies for you. Well, in the morning... Take a bus, rent a four-wheel drive or go by helicopter to tour the Willie Creek Pearl Farm, 39 kilometres or a one-hour drive north of Broome. Here, you can watch how oyster seeding is done. Take a boat cruise along Willie Creek to see the pearl racks in the water and in the showroom, learn how pearls are graded and priced according to their shape, size and colour. In peak season, which is June to October, join an eco-cruise to see the whales, dolphins, manta rays, the dugongs and turtles. Back in Broome, you can enjoy a lunch of smoked barramundi fish and mango craft beer at Matzo's Broome Brewery. In that afternoon, visit the Malcolm Douglas Crocodile Park and Animal Refuge, where some of Australia's largest crocodiles are fed at 3pm. You'll also see colourful birds, dingoes, kangaroos, emus and snakes. Next, you can head to the Broome Bird Observatory in Roebuck Bay, home to the world's greatest diversity of shorebird species before venturing back to Broome for a modern Asian dinner under a shady cover of frangipani trees at the Art at the Arley. After dinner, settle into a deck chair, watch a movie under the stars at the Sun Picture Garden, which is the world's oldest picture garden still in operation. Day three of your final day of your three-day itinerary, the Dampier Peninsula Adventure. I thoroughly recommend that you try this one. In this morning, join the Kimberley Wilds one-day four-wheel drive Cape Levac adventure to explore the remote Dampier Peninsula north of Broome. Here, folks, you can soak up the red earth landscape from your tour bus while learning about the Aboriginal Bardi culture and its place in the Kimberley story from your guide. Your first stop will be morning tea at the Beagle Bay Aboriginal community where you can visit the Sacred Heart Church to see its glimmering pearl shell atoll, um, altar rather. Back on the bus, you'll drive north to the Signet Bay Pearl Farm, which is Australia's only working pearl farm open to the public. Here you can learn about the history of cultivation of the world's finest pearls. In the afternoon, visit an aquaculture hatchery at the Aboriginal community one Arm Point before enjoying a picnic lunch overlooking the Buccaneer Archipelago, renowned for its king tides. At the nearby award-winning Aboriginal eco-resort, which is the Coolerman at Cape Levac, cool off in the turquoise waters by snorkelling or explore the beach, beachcombing for shells around the red rocks. End your trip on a high with a scenic flight back or hop back on the bus to Broome. If you want more information to make your trip happen, as I mentioned earlier, jump onto the website, which is visitbroom.com.au. We don't have any affiliation with them at all, but uh, it helped us plan our trip. And um, if you have the uh, opportunity, 
as I say, it's sounding like a broken record, but put it on your bucket list for Broome in northern or western Australia, heading towards the tip of Australia. It's absolutely fantastic. Very rugged, uh, sometimes isolated, but uh, just some fantastic scenery that you'll just be clicking for hours and your Instagram account will be running hot because there's just so much that you'll be popping up there for folks to see. So just before we wrap up today's show, places where you can stay in Broome. Again, jump onto that website. We, of course, were uh, caravan parking. There's places such as Roebuck Bay Caravan Park, Broome Vacation Village Caravan Park, Discoveries Parks in Broome, Broome Caravan Park, Mango Campground, Cable Beach Caravan Park, Tarangawi Caravan Park, the RAC Cable Beach Holiday Park, and uh, there's also an overflow caravan park for the Broome Pistol Club as well. There's Broome's Gateway Pet Friendly Caravan Park and Lodge, uh, places such as Roebuck Plains Caravan Park, Broome Vacation Village, Bayside Holiday Apartments, there's Barn Hill Beachside Station Stay, there's the Broome PCYC, Portsmouth Lagoon and Caravan Park as well, Town Beach um, Kalinda by the Bay, there's so many um, accommodation places that you can stay along um, along the, the all, all over Broome itself as I stutter and try and put a sentence together. And of course, um, there's B&Bs, there's eco stays too, and plenty of motels and luxury accommodation too if you want to spoil yourself. If you do have the opportunity to spoil yourself, why not jump on a plane and head to Broome? Or um, if you're doing it like we do with the caravan, make it on part of your bucket list of things to do while you're up in the northwest of Western Australia. But just make sure that uh, you check the local guides and, and check out the local visitor centres too because there's Aboriginal communities in that particular area that you do need permits to uh, to travel through and some of them you aren't allowed to travel to. So do make sure that you call into your local visitor centre of your next destination to make sure that it's all A-OK to go through. That's all we've got time for on this week's show. I really hope that you've enjoyed a little bit of a eye-opener into Broome in Western Australia. If you, again, if you do have the opportunity to make sure that you do visit there and don't just make it an overnight stay base yourself there for a couple of days I'd really recommend minimum of three days to have a good look around there because it's one of the just a fantastic place in the northwest of uh, of western Australia and make sure that you do put that on your bucket list to have a bit of a tour and a look around the Kimberleys of WA and if you're after more holiday ideas or tips or adventures around Western Australia, then jump onto the website, westernaustralia.com.au. They've got fantastic adventures that you can do. Also, events of what's happening, must-see and do, holiday deals as well. So wander out and yonder in WA by visiting that particular website for further information. That's it for this week's show. Trust that you've enjoyed it, and we look forward to hearing from some of your adventures that you're having out there. Drop us a line on uh, uh, Facebook or Instagram or drop me an SMS on 042-752-8467 or an email, which is fatcat with a P-H, so P-H-A-T-C-A-T, fatcat at iinet.net.au. My name is Nikki Shea. You've been listening to the Road Less Travelled podcast, and I look forward to your company next week, and I look forward to seeing you somewhere out there on the Road Less Travelled. Bye for now. I've been everywhere. Thanks for listening. The Road Less Travelled is presented by Nikki Shea and produced by Fat Cat Media. Yeah.